0: Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth.
1: Hello, hey Seth, what's going on,
0: fellow fellow champion today?
1: We, yes, we are champions. Yeah, we
0: we won a a battle royale that we'll talk about in a little bit, but we did. Uh, did you have you had any fun personal anecdotes from last week?
1: uh i don't know uh what did i do last week well i did stuff um i went to see hamilton last night
0: oh that's what i was digging for I wanted yeah
1: to... i i was, yeah. i wondered
0: so i mean that, that's very exciting i'm very happy for you yeah I, it I, was really
1: good i enjoyed myself all the way through
0: good uh I found out that my friend Daniel is still uh putting off playing Kingdom Hearts at times to play runescape, so I need to continue to badger him through well, audio format.
1: I don't know that you have any uh considering what you told me earlier uh I don't know that you have room to badger
0: okay well yeah we'll we'll get into that sure uh so so let's. We're going to do something a little different this time around because um, I noticed that a lot of people didn't interact with the Spider-Man spoiler cast. And I think it's maybe because you guys thought we were going to talk about it in the beginning of the episode. So what we're going to do, and this was mostly Seth's idea, and we're going 100% to 100% Seth's idea. We're going to do a non-spoiler... Review of Kingdom Hearts 3 this episode. And then Friday, which is when it'll come out, will be a spoiler deep dive into Kingdom Hearts 3 for all the people that have played it. Or if you don't care about spoilers, you can just listen to it.
1: Yep. and It'll be more than you ever wanted to know.
0: Yeah, it'll be really fun. I I'm really excited to really deep dive into it. And we will probably most likely definitely have a special guest for that episode so look (laughs) forward to that
1: yep Um, it'll be good so that's not now
0: yeah we now are gonna do the spoiler free review of kingdom hearts 3 let's let's define this spoiler free besides what's in the trailers Um, like we're gonna talk about the worlds and stuff like that because it's all in the trailers there's really no worlds that are hidden Same, from the trailers. Yeah. There's no I mean sequels. there are
1: there are worlds that are in the trailers that people did not know what they were so until they came out, so we probably won't talk about those because those were intentionally obfuscated.
0: And I as I realized today while I was on Kingdom Hearts Reddit, there was worlds in the trailers that were not in the game. Um Yes. Because <laughs> so yep. that's we'll, probably
1: something more we'll talk about uh on our spoiler episode yeah but yeah yeah it's weird
0: so let's let's get into this seth give us your uh non-spoiler some of your feelings on kingdom hearts three
1: well uh what what can you say i i very much enjoyed this game um from beginning to end despite the rough beginning that we talked about um last episode and uh I remember I warned you and I warned the audience that the only way we weren't going to like it is if the end ending was not um good uh and I have some issues with the ending uh and the whole ending sequence but despite but I still thought that those spots were very fun to play um and I knew I kind of knew I had a feeling rather that it was not going to work out uh all peachy um, and you know, it didn't, it didn't all, it didn't all work for me at the end, but everything in the game I thought was, it was very, very fun to play for me. Um, I, I did a lot. I, I think, I, I think I played 40, 40 odd hours in the game. Um, I did a lot of the extra stuff, uh, at the end of the game. I know that you didn't because you were just trying to get through it. Yeah,
0: um, I was desperately trying to catch up to you at the end there.
1: Yeah, but a lot of the... Even the, the little the little mini-games and, and different distractions you can do were all um, super fun for me. Uh, so, yeah, that's my uh, beginning, opening statement.
0: So, I agree with you. I have some... It's hard because I really enjoyed this game so much. And the... This isn't spoilery the the things that I wanted to be wrapped up were wrapped up, yeah, so the and i mean it's and I know that for some fans, it's not going to be enough, but the 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 roxas storyline and all that stuff um like it reaches a satisfying area um cuz they they showed him in trailers so there's there's a lot of stuff with the characters that I wasn't sure about at the end but the stuff I cared about was satisfying
1: right they did a good job of giving you like emotionally um, emotionally cathartic scenes with the characters that you like um if you remove like the logic of what is going on Um,
0: so yes that's
1: that was kind of my issue with the back end of the game is a lot of stuff just seemed to happen uh and as much as i i like the stuff happening i know way too much about this dumb series and it automatically made me like question things like well why is this happening um but at the same time i I was able to enjoy the stuff
0: i i really want to get into the worlds and how they affected the story because it was very weird to me that some worlds had very little to do with the overarching story and other worlds were very steeped in it. And it, I don't, I don't know if that was because of Disney's input and they, they controlled a little more. I don't know if that was a, a decision by Mr. Nomura, but I really would like some of the worlds, if you want me to be blunt about it, seemed like they were just you were chasing a cutscene so that you could see more story. There mm-hmm. wasn't really any conflict with any of the organization or anything in the worlds of Disney.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I think that was strange. Um and and like you said, the the overarching storyline um, appeared, and it was kind of it was strange the way the different ways it appeared. Um, I, I mean, the game it, for his credit, it did do a a better job of trying to at least incorporate some of that story. But like many things in this game that we will uh, we'll talk about this this more uh, specifically on our spoiler episode, but there are. It's like very noticeably in the Disney World specifically these um, plot threads that they kind of they sort of go down um, and then just give up and I think that was that's kind of the big issue with the Disney Worlds is that the stuff that they're doing um, it doesn't like end up pertaining to the to to the main story um, which, and it's weird and I have to think that like this is a game that was in development for a long time the original vision cannot have there's no way it it result the, the resultant game is is indicative of the original vision um and there and there has to be stuff that was like kind of lost along the way um that would have made more sense in the game i think that and i would have made that stuff make more sense rather
0: i agree with you i um <sighs> Personally, for me, I got really frustrated with some of the world's story by itself. So there was... I'm not even talking about the overarching story. The... So, like, The Tangled World definitively assumed you watched that movie. Yeah. There was almost no thread of what that movie... I... I would, if I was someone that had never watched that movie, I don't know if you could make sense of that story necessarily. There was a lot. Yeah, of... it's,
1: <laughs> it's hard for me to analyze that with the, without, with, with the luxury of not, of having not, like, I can't look at it without knowing the stuff that happens in those movies because I've seen all of them. Um, So, yeah, I don't know uh and i don't i don't really remember enough from the previous games to remember how s- successfully but the i mean with in the the previous games those were movies that everyone had seen and if not they everyone knew the story of them yeah yeah, yeah. um those so those are were kind of ubiquitous in a way that some of these games might not be um and i i agree with you in and it's they seem to take different approaches with uh, the story in each of the Disney worlds. Um, I it's hard for me to, to critique the story in, in the Tangle world just because I knew everything that was happening, um, right? But it's it's weird because like Sora is not there for all the stuff that goes on, and so yeah, you're you're not going to be able to see everything. Um, but I I mean I feel like it in my memory it feels like they did that it was fine but again i knew the story of tangled um and i th- i certain- i thought it was like a more it was one of the more successful disney worlds for me anyway um
0: so so let's go let's let's follow that thread what was your your favorite world uh cuz i actually haven't asked you this i we haven't talked about what our favorites are
1: yeah i'm not I'm not sure. I like different things for different reasons. I really enjoyed The Tangled World because I love that movie so much. And like right. I had a huge grin on my face the whole time I was going through all this stuff. Um, did
0: you find the hidden door to the snuggly duckling in the foggy area?
1: No, I did not. Oh,
0: yeah. That's in there.
1: Cool. I was
0: yeah. really excited because I thought it was going to take me there, and then it didn't.
1: Nope. Uh, I'll say that that was one thing in a lot a lot of the worlds um and this was in, all, in a lot of the disney worlds and in, in all the worlds really there i felt like there were there were places that you wanted to go that were not there yeah. um yep a very notable one for me is in the frozen world um the Elsa's ca- Frozen Castle, uh, it seems to be entirely modeled on the inside of it, but you can't go in it. There's just like this door in front of it. Like you can look in and see the entirety of it, but you can't go in for some reason. I thought that was strange. Um So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Tangled. I just for being entangled, I I I found Toy Story is really fun um because of like the 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 vastness of that toy story that of that toy store that you're in um it's just like this one huge open area and i thought that was really cool um i actually surprisingly really enjoyed the frozen world um and a lot of that had to do with the music in it because it was really good and also the shot for shot remake of let it go which was i was blown away when that happened um what else I it, it's hard for me to say what my favorite was because I uh, there were things I liked in all of them I probably like Hercules the least I think
0: yeah um, I can agree because, with you on that
1: just because it's and and when, and it's weird because that's that world is probably the one that most has mostly its own story even though um,
0: it had the the coolest boss fight
1: yeah uh although the the wind that the the wind titan I thought was annoying um and but yeah, we talked about the issues in the early game last episode. Um I thought that the the story um so the way this the, the Disney stories work in this game, it's either the you follow through a truncated version of the plot with Sora tagging along um or the the story kind of happens after the end of the movies. And And that's the case in um, Big Hero 6, in Toy Story, and in Monsters, Inc. Um, And the other ones are are like that. Except Pirates of the Caribbean is sort of an exception because um, you kind of start the story of Pirates 3 and then just go off and do your own thing until the very end. That was was weird. Yeah, they don't Um, get
0: into the, the messy details of that story.
1: It's Probably for the best. Yeah, because uh, there's all the stuff in Pirates 2 that doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, that one, that world was very confusing, uh, story wise. Um, I think that the story was most effective for me in the Big Hero Six world.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah,
1: I thought that Sora like integrated with the characters a lot more, and the, um, like the stuff that was happening seemed more organic. Um. And it it actually involved like the the characters in, in the story because like in Toy Story I, as much as I liked it um, the enemy was just heartless the whole time, um, but in Big Hero Six like you are actually th- and it's weird because I I asked you about this there's stuff that there's story beats in it that I did not remember at all from the movie. Um, and I was just like, I guess this was from the movie because uh, uh, I don't remember it at all. <laughs> but no, even no, even with a... that, I, I, I like it felt like you were actually in the world of Big Hero Six and doing stuff that they would be doing after that after that movie ended. Um, so I I think that, but I, it's hard for me to say that was my favorite because I, I liked I liked all of them, uh, pretty much.
0: So so I echo your sentiment. If I if I had to pick a least favorite, it would probably be Hercules because they I mean it's just we talked about it last week it seemed like it was not as finished or polished as the rest of the game. Um And this I, isn't
1: too this isn't to disparage the actual like the world the Hercules the world that you're in is actually really
0: Yeah, um, it's really
1: cool. cool. Uh I actually I the other one I didn't like that much was Monsters Inc.
0: See, I was about to get to that. That was my favorite.
1: Hmm, that's interesting and
0: to me. So i I not only liked, um, and, and I'm not going to get into it. It's one of the only worlds that actually infuses the organization story on a level. Sort of. It's one of the only worlds where your magic actually affects the world. In an elemental way, which is really neat. The, what do you mean? The fires that spread around, you can put the fires out oh, with yeah. water's uh. Yeah, that's true. That's so, also annoying, but yeah. So it's one of the only worlds that uses that mechanic. And I really liked the I liked a lot of stuff about it. Um I was I I I thought it was a really. They had an on rails portion in it, which was really neat. Mm-hmm. That you actually used a cover system, kind of. I just thought that it really was a. It was also one of the more action packed worlds. It didn't have yeah. any. It didn't there, have there any breathing spots. There
1: was always stuff going on, um, yeah. and that's, I think that that's the case in, and uh, most of the the worlds where they are not doing the actual story of the movie. Um, and I guess that makes sense because, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to tell the story that has all this, all this downtime in it. Um, for me, like, I don't know, the, as much as I like Monsters Inc. the movie, I thought that the world was kind of up uh, until like the very end. It was kind of, it was visually like not, not, it didn't blow me away. Um, and I really, um, I had issues with the uh, the voice actors of Mike and Sully, <laughs> like okay. they and, and Randall. Um, like it was just, it was so, it was it was it was not close enough for me to be able to um, uh, get into it. Uh, also, the fact that Boo is in this, and it's supposed to take place after Monsters Inc. when she is supposed to be back home, and they were supposed to have shredded her door. Like, no. why is she there?
0: So, so that's what I loved about it, is at the end of Monsters, Inc., they put her door back together.
1: Right, but that was like years and years in the future. Yeah, and I mean, that's... And Boo was like a teenager at the end of that one. She was not a child anymore.
0: Are we sure about that? Because they, they never showed her.
1: I'm pretty sure. I mean, they
0: never showed her.
1: I thought it was implied that it was a long time later because like Mike made a big deal about how long it took him to find all the pieces.
0: I mean, well, well, that's a whole nother thing, but I, (laughs) that's, that's also why I liked it because as much as I love Monsters Inc and I even like Monsters University a lot, um, I really wanted a sequel to Monsters, Inc. when they announced Monsters University. So it took a lot for me to come around to that movie in the first place. Because I it wasn't what I wanted. And so I really... I just loved that. And I, I think that's why I also have such warm feelings for all of the worlds that were original stories. Because they decided to do something and take a chance and write something new. And even if it wasn't completely original, it it worked. So, like, the Toy Story world was really cool. There was so much stuff inside that level. Seth posted a ton of screenshots on his Twitter of, like, the games on the wall, like Wall Street Ninja, and...
1: Yeah, the, the attention to detail in... Uh, the Toy Story world was bonkers. Um, um, it was crazy.
0: The The boss was terrifying in Toy Story because it was this doll that came out of nowhere. Um, like, the toys in it were really cool. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you mostly on the worlds. But, you know. I want to now go on to combat. Because i think my my first initial opinion still stands and it's that um i kind of hate attraction flow
1: yeah uh uh... especially
0: splash run i wish it would just go into the dumpster i (laughs) anytime i could avoid using attraction flow i could and i and I did
1: yeah there were some there were there were some that I very much did not like um for the most part, I liked all of them it was it, sometimes I, I didn't want to do it just because they take so long to to go to do um and they in in many cases like especially late in the late game they are not as uh they're not as powerful as just any other attack you can do um yeah, but I don't know I, I still think they're cool. Um, that didn't
0: always seem to be the Buzz Lightyear one for me.
1: Yeah, um, that
0: one is so in the game is in the game too much.
1: That it's cool like the first few times you do it, and then you're like, oh well, this this is kind of hard to control, and it doesn't really do a lot of damage, uh, and I'm still getting attacked at the same time. Um, yeah, but I I mostly like them. I wish they're see the first boss you do like you get like this special attraction move. Um, that you don't see like until the very end of the game and i i was really hoping like i remember when they sh- first showed the footage of that and i i was hoping there would be more like boss specific um attacks like that but there weren't uh which is kind of a theme for a lot of things that i i wish there were more uh and than there wasn't um i but outside of, i i mostly altogether i have positive thoughts of the attractions I think they're they're fun.
0: Yeah, they're they're fine. I just they were way too overused. They're they really yeah they they been, pop
1: up way too much.
0: I the team attacks are fine popping up that much. Yeah, but the even you know what I would even go so far as to say as the keyblade transformations pop up too much too. What keyblade transformations are or, the best
1: thing about the combat?
0: They are, most but of them. I, I really feel like I was always having, like, three prompts ready to go on the triangle button. Well, yeah, you and, were. There's a lot I, of things. Yeah. Um, So, that and when it came down to it, the Pirate's World has the most OP and best Keyblade. So, once you unlock that one, you just use it for the rest of the game.
1: Well... Guaranteed. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can understand there is there is a a plethora of options of things for you to do in um, in battles, uh, and it can be a little overwhelming. Uh, like you got these attractions popping up and these keyblade transformations, and you also have these team attacks. Oh, but you also have magic that you can do. Uh, And you can uh, also have these link attacks you can do. Uh, I never used magic. Don't forget about shot locks. Uh, You didn't use magic? That's crazy.
0: No, because there was so much that I was doing besides magic, I never thought to use anything besides cure. Hmm. Never.
1: That's crazy. I was using like like thunder and wind and fire all the time.
0: So I've listened to (laughs) uh, Ansem Report... Uh, and they are talking about how powerful the magic was in this game. Yeah, it's and great. In my head, I was like, I never used any of it besides cure.
1: Like when you so, when you get the the third level, and especially like the the grand magic. Um, but when you get like the third level, uh, like Thundaga and Aeroga, uh, basically just destroys whole. If you're going back through levels, use those, and it basically like wipes them, wipes out any enemy groups and one or two hits Um, so that's good to know yeah uh what did you think about the difficulty of the game
0: uh it was too easy i mean that's just just plainly what difficulty it was
1: did you play on
0: i played it on normal and it halfway through i wish i had played it on proud but from what i've read on the internet even proud was easy
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't hard Um, there were some, some tough bosses here and there, but yeah, overall it was, it was not a hard, uh, difficulty. And, uh, there's been, people have been kind of upset that the game did not have a critical mode, which is like the super hard version of it. Uh, and there are apparently no plans. Like people thought, uh, you might just have to beat the game, um, to get it, but nope, it's not in the game. Um, and we haven't heard anything about them releasing it after. So that was, that's weird.
0: So it, it not only was too easy, I I am notorious for charging into a game too, like charging into stuff too soon or yeah. overextending myself in battle. It's kind of my go-to in video games. And I mean, I didn't die in a battle until the final boss.
1: Huh. I don't know that I not died once. against the final boss.
0: I I died against him, but I did not die against anyone else. Yeah. Um, and, yeah.
1: Yeah, I do wish... I wish it was harder. Because, like, even the... Um, so, Kingdom Hearts 2 is what the most recent other one I, I have played. And it had... I guess it had the luxury of it was... It's the Final Mix version, and they added um, a bunch of, like, end game stuff to that uh, when they re-released it. And it's possible that will happen in this game. Because um, I think... Uh, Nomura has said that he plans on on doing, like, free DLC stuff and maybe, like, one major paid DLC edition. Um, so maybe they'll add more, uh, late-game stuff. But the late-game stuff in 2 was, like, very difficult, um, even after beating the game. Um, the only late-game stuff I found on this is there are these battlegrounds, um... That you can go, you can go around to these different areas and, and go into these little uh, closed-in fights, and none of them are very hard, um, comparatively. Now, I was also over leveled at this point, and I had and I had the ultimate weapon, which is the strongest weapon in the game, um, and ridiculously strong, by the way. Uh, it it has the shotlock attack that basically just obliterates everything on screen. Um,
0: how did how did you feel about shotlock?
1: Uh, I enjoy. I I like. I like the option of it. Um, it's not a thing I used a lot. Uh, it, unless I was like far away from the battles. Um.
0: Yeah, I don't feel like it did enough damage for it to be worth it. It was hard to but tell because,
1: it... like, <laughs> when you do it, like the the enemies, like it hits so many enemies, and it makes their damage bars disappear. So it's like it was hard to tell how much it was actually doing. Um, but the other only post game thing, like, there's this end game boss and the other kingdom hearts games are notor- notorious for having these very difficult like super bosses at the end of the game. And this game does have a game, uh, an end game boss, but he's not hard at all. Um I went and I beat him in one try and he barely hurt me all that much. Like it wasn't even difficult. Uh so yeah, the difficulty gave you gave, gives a little bit to be desired in this game. Um but, but also, I also
0: was happy about the difficulty being that easy because I was able to catch up pretty fast.
1: Yeah, that's true. So uh and it, it, it speeds up the game a lot. Um uh, so which which is, you know, if you if you don't want a hard experience, that's fine. Uh, I would have liked it to be a little tougher. Uh but your mileage may vary on that.
0: So, um other than that, I don't know. I feel like it sounds like we're ragging on it, but once again, I want to be, uh, I want to be clear that you are critical of things so, you love, and yeah. I love this game. I there are not many games out there that have actually made me like cry and feel things, and so right. um, same. I I had that experience multiple times during this game. And if you love Kingdom Hearts um, or know anything about it and have an interest in it, this is a great game. And it is, sadly, the only entrance you have for it on Xbox, but, I mean, by all means, play it. It's got a little story refresher that you can watch, and um, I I would love everyone to play this game. It's sold a ton of copies already, which... Brought like when I saw that news article, I got emotional at work. I was so excited because I w- Part of me had this fear, Seth, that this game would come out and not a lot of people would buy it. <laughs> like I, I just had this fear that like only like us and the people on YouTube that scour the the plot threads <laughs> still care about this franchise. And yeah, but so no, it, was...
1: it 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 did amazing.
0: Yeah, it's sold over 5 million copies already and that's really great. And I I'm, yeah. I'm really uh it's awesome. I I would like for there to be some as someone who cares about the lore and stuff like that, I would love for there to be clarity from Mr. Nomura on uh what sort of plans there are for DLC. But I mean Yeah, I who, think that who
1: knows. That'll come eventually. Um, uh, so I, for me, this is a game that I will, I loved it. I, I, I mainlined the game from like the moment it came out to the moment I finished it. Uh, uh, like I played way too much, uh, of this game in the amount of time that I had it. Um, and I don't regret any of it because it was, it was pure enjoyment from front to back. Uh, despite the issues I had here and there, um, but those never rose above the, the the amount of fun that I was having in the game, um, and it's a hundred percent a game that I would say is suplex certified for me. But at yes. the same time, um, a lot of the things they, the game does a a perfectly fine job of um, acknowledging that it's been a long time. Um, since the previous game came out and there have been a bunch of other games that have come out and so there's this huge uh, nonsensical story uh, and the game makes sure to provide you with the information that you need to know in, in these uh, admittedly mostly terrible uh, exposition scenes. Um, and and I, and I guess only terrible for me because it was all information that I knew and if you're not playing the game, but I, I think that... it. It may not be that bad, but at the same time, you might be hearing it and think, this makes no sense. And you'd be right. Um, it doesn't really make sense. But I think it does a good enough job of giving you the information um, to get through the game and have a a, a good, at least a, a working understanding of what just happened. Um, but I think a lot of the emotional beats will not hit you unless you have played previous games. Um, we talked, me and David right. talked about this um, on the phone the there's this big moment with the cast of birth by sleep um near the end of the game and neither of us played that game and so while it was uh it was a nice moment for us like knowing the surrounding stuff that we know uh, I'm sure it did not hit as hard as it would for people who played through that game um but the same, but still uh it, even though it probably would not be as effective for people who have not played the games I still think that even just somebody who likes uh, frenetic hack and slash games would enjoy this game, just because um, the the action of playing the game is so enjoyable. Um, you know, that you and and even even if you don't know anything about the story, you you'll still like you'll be able to go to these Disney worlds and everything, in those will be super recognizable. And that's, that's those are actually a large a large uh, chunk of the game. Um, so. I well I have I have some withholdings about the game but for me it was um time well spent and I would do it again uh maybe not anytime soon because um of the uh amount of emotional weight it 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 had on me um but yeah just a a fantastic game um not the perfect game that I had envisioned uh but I also knew that was never going to happen but I am very glad, and uh, this is getting into a little bit of what we're going to talk about on the next episode. But the 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 note that the game ends end you on it leaves you on with the 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 secret endings. It just completely blew me away, and it, it was just that little cherry on top to what had been a perfect experience—not perfect, but very very good.
0: Yeah. I agree with everything you said. Uh, The, the, I mean, it, it wasn't exactly what I, I don't think realistically it is, it is terrible to expect that something that you've been waiting on for 13 years would be perfect. And so I, I don't, I knew going in, it was not going to do everything I wanted, but it definitely did the most important things to me uh it left a lot of the outliers but i am really excited i hope this breathes some new life in the franchise i know nomura is constantly busy and um between whatever he's working on with kingdom hearts or final fantasy so i hope that this maybe revitalizes him into working more on this franchise instead of other ones and we'll see some more in the future. But yep. yeah, I mean, it's suplex certified for me. I am I really hope if you like this game, you'll go and listen to our spoiler-filled uh, cast tomorrow because or Friday because there's going to be a ton of good discussion about the lore and some of the stuff we kind of had to dance around in here.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, be able to because... get into, into more uh, into the nitty-gritty.
0: Yeah, because gameplay wise, and everything was great, yeah. too amazing. The 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 most of the gripes or, I mean, minor negatives are are lore things. So if I mean, you I wanted... have
1: some other other negatives that we'll talk about. Uh, but you know, um, listen to that; it'll be great, uh, and it'll be probably won't make any sense, just like the game. But it's it's gonna be a good good episode.
0: So now that that's taken up most of our episode, let's move on to a nice transition to the news by also talking about something we played because it was Shadow Dropped the other day.
1: You know, just because you say it is going to be a nice transition, that that doesn't make that a good transition.
0: Okay. Well, I (laughs) thought it would be.
1: Right. Uh, So before this is one game we both were playing this before we got onto the podcast um, and before we tell you what it is we need to tell you the story uh, over the weekend or I guess yeah it was over the weekend um, all these outlets got this news that Respawn was working on this Battle Royale game that was uh, set in the Titanfall universe and it was going to come out over the weekend or at some point um and it did. It's called Apex Legends. We we played a bit of it. Um kind of a weird situation that and uh I think Vincent Pella, the the head of respawn made it pretty clear that this is what happened. Um they were working on Titanfall three and then they were purchased by EA and apparently they got a mandate to instead make a battle royale game. Um so they used uh this this isn't uh you know, a hundred percent sure, but it appears that they, they just they took what they had in Titanfall three and and fit it into this kind of hero shooter battle royale combo. Um, it's actually very fun. Um and you can tell the the things that were Titanfall. Like it it doesn't have any of the double jumping or wall running, um which is a little which was a bummer the first time I played it, but it's very fun. Uh it's it's Titanfall two was amazing. Um, and it, and it, and this feels a lot like it and it's got all the same guns, uh, and the, the map that you're on, you can tell like specific parts that they took from, like I can remember specific parts from the first Titanfall one maps that are in it. Um, it's yeah, it's so it, uh, you have the one hand, the disappointment about Titanfall three, uh, but at the same time they have this game that's out. That's re- very, fun to play. Um, Also, Vince Apella said they have more, something else Titanfall related is coming out later in the year. Uh, It's also not going to be Titanfall 3. Uh, But yeah, this is where we're at. Um, And apparently they have plans to do uh, multiple season passes, uh, you know, like Fortnite. And they're going to release new weapons and characters throughout the year and maybe a new map. Um, But we'll see. So that's that's the background. Uh, The game is Apex Legends and we have played a bit of it. Um, the comment that I made at the beginning of the cast, um, about, uh, David, um, getting on someone for playing RuneScape instead of Kingdom Hearts was that he was, so yesterday I went and saw Hamilton and we were going to play, uh, we were going to play this game. Um, but I didn't know what time I was going to get back and it ended up being late. Um, and so I just assumed that David would have played without me, uh, but, no
0: because i wanted to play with you
1: right but i thought you would also play without me because you said you were going to play um so we got on today and he he gets into this match and he's like guys i've never played this before uh so <laughs> go easy on me and i was like wait a minute did you do the training and he said no uh i just wanted to play and While I was like, i'm trying
0: what? to pick stuff up and right figure it out.
1: and so we started yelling all the controls at you uh you figured it out uh, but then i was like well, I thought you were playing yesterday. And what did you tell me?
0: <laughs> I said, uh, don't be mad at me, but I played Fortnite last night instead.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and then me and then the other guy we were playing with, uh, we both were like, oh, God. <laughs> so
0: I I really, I it's been frustrating, be, just to give me a vague defense here. Um, after Kingdom Hearts 3... Uh, the reason we're not talking about the Anthem beta is because neither of us really played enough of it to talk about it. I mean, we played a little bit. Yeah, but... I,
1: I tried to play it. I was my mind was too focused on Kingdom Hearts that I don't remember anything that happened in the game.
0: Yeah, and so I went to try to play the Anthem beta. I could not care less about that because I just I even took a, a minor hiatus from video games for most of Sunday. Because I just couldn't focus on anything story-wise. And I had already bought and downloaded Wargroove on yeah. my Switch, which I'm very excited to play. I haven't even started that yet. Because I know that I wanted something mindless. And so right. I didn't go to something new. I went to something <laughs> I already knew. And yeah, I, just, I get it. But at the same
1: time, I also think it. It, it was shameful.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, Apex Legends, which... Um, holy crap, it is, you know, I'm really glad you got to play this game. And the reason I say that is because I remember telling you so much about Blackout and yeah. I'm telling you, Seth, Blackout is a really good battle royale. Seth, Black Ops 4 has a good battle royale. And I, the frustrating thing is continually I had to attach Black Ops 4 to this mode. Right. And I knew that you were never going to spend the thirty or sixty dollars on Black Ops four to play Blackout. And so this is as close as you're gonna to get to that.
1: Probably better, but, honestly.
0: But better. And it is it's so good. The the only thing I do like about Blackout is there are vehicles in Blackout. Yeah. So it's it's kind of neat. And the they're they're not necessarily like combat advantage vehicles. They are just hel- like team helicopters and stuff. But this is so polished and it's such a good, smooth, first-person shooter experience. Yeah. If you go back and listen to me talk about Black Ops 4 and how I felt about it, you can almost attribute most of the feelings about Blackout to this because i it feels like Blackout but better. And that says a lot because yeah. I really loved that mode.
1: Yeah, I don't remember how much I, if at all, I have talked about Titanfall Two um, um, on this podcast. I think we
0: did a lot at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember if I was playing it back when we started. But um, the multiplayer in that game is so great. Uh, like the the movement is so fluid and the gunplay is so it, it's really sharp um, and it feels really tight. And so all all, all that stuff. Is here like so you don't have the Titans, uh, which is kind of disappointment, um, and there is no wall running and double jumping as I said, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with like the levels are not designed uh, rather than have a bunch of specific levels um, that they can take advantage of that stuff, um, you instead have this big open map and so it would be it would be much more difficult to design the entire world. Uh, with the those forms of mobility in mind, though I am sure it's I, I would not be surprised at some point if we got a hero that was a Titan pilot that had some of those abilities. Um, but the the others in this game, the the gunplay is still great, and the the movement is still really fluid and fun. Um, and I think, but the, like the guns, like shooting. Um, it's got to be. It's the major thing that differentiates it from like the 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 other big BR games like uh, PUBG and and especially Fortnite. Like it actually, it feels good to shoot guns in this game, um, and you you can be sure that the the sh- the shots are going where you want them to go, um, and the game it has it adds enough quirks to the. To the format to make it not feel old, um, so you have all these these at the the launch time. There's there's six base characters and two you can unlock through gameplay, um, and they all have they all have passive abilities and and uh, one usable ability and an ultimate, um, and none of the none none of these are like Overwatch style moves that are game changing, um, but they do all have their their effects that can subtly change the way you play. Um, But none of them are. But with any of them, the shooting is still what you need to do most. Um, And so those are good, like just enough to make, make when you have different choices, make it feel different. Um, Another cool thing is the uh, dropping out of the the drop ship. You you drop as a unit, uh, so that makes it easy to coordinate. But you can also like split off so no worries there, um, and I think the probably the the most unique thing about it is the the respawn mechanic. So in a lot of BRs, you you get knocked out, you you lose all your health, and then you go into like a knockdown state where you can kind of crawl around, um, and you have an, the ability to be revived by a teammate if they get to you. But you can also die, uh, and this has that. But once. Like if someone finishes you off, or you run out of time, uh, you then have a banner that they call it a banner, um, and your opponent, your teammates can then go pick that up even after you're dead and bring it to these specific respawn points. Um, so it it in that it can increase the longevity of 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 matches, uh, and also there is this communication system in the game. That uh, it's all it's all on the right bumper. Um, that you can you can tag items. You can tag locations that you want to go. Oh you my can, gosh, You can yes, tag where enemies nation. are. Um, you can request specific items that you need. Uh, it's really good, and it and it makes it completely possible to be a well coordinated team without using voice chat. And in some cases, makes it it's, it's more effective than using voice chat. Like uh, this happened early on when me and Dave were playing he, he was saying to me, um, hey, I have this item over here that, that if you need it, and I was like, just tag it, uh, because then that, that way, like, the specific item shows up on my map, I know exactly where it is, um, and the, the game itself tells me specifically what the item is, uh, and so it was even, like, it's, it's just more efficient to have the game, uh, the game, um, Give me that information than it was for for David, the, the the person who saw the item in front of him to explain it to me. Uh, so the, those things really make this kind of stand out from other BR experiences um, that I have played, uh, and I I'm really very much enjoying it, and uh, I I definitely can see myself like talking myself into getting this season pass, and not feeling bad about it either.
0: Yeah, no, it's. I mean I've only played with one of the legends so far and it's it was so neat. I I love I actually like being a healer in this one. Uh it's a really neat experience. You get like a, a drop a drop box and stuff like that. Um what was the oh that's this is the mechanic I was thinking of. Sorry, my brain blanked. So we won our first match ever in this. Or at least right. I won my first match ever in this. And that was really awesome. And then I guess because our score was so high as a team, in the next match, it recognized the highest scoring guy as um, the guy we were playing with. He is Stealth DB.
1: No, <laughs> it was a.
0: Was it DB Stealth?
1: DB Sneaky.
0: Oh, DB Sneaky. Shout outs yeah.
1: to DB Sneaky for carrying us to a win. Not carrying us. I. I Contributed. Also, David did kills. a little bit. Uh, I got two kills. Um, but he was, he, yeah, he was really good, and he he helped us get to that that first win and a bunch of other top three finishes. He's very good. Yeah, uh, so, go follow him on Twitch. DB yeah, Sneaky. I'm gonna add him on
0: Xbox Live because it was actually fun to play with him too.
1: Um,
0: so yeah, he was. <laughs> Um, Seth accidentally invited him to our group. Yep, and we <laughs> we played with him, and it was actually really fun.
1: Yeah, we got that win. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Win. So it the game, like, when you go and in, spawn into a match beforehand, it it shows off like the 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 winners of the last match, uh, and it tags one character as the champion. Uh, and so if you kill him, you get like a uh, an experience boost. Um and also the game it it tells you it's kind of cool actually like there are these banners everywhere uh and the game like it 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 shows you who is in the lead um who has the most kills who's the champion uh and that stuff's really cool
0: yeah that's what i was getting at thank you so i i really like it it's got a neat inventory management uh system and I think everyone should play it, and a lot of people have because it's free. So, yeah, I think that's the they had thing. over they had a million unique users within the first eight hours. So, yeah, a lot of people are playing it, and uh, rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I hope it is successful. As much as I dislike how what EA did to make this game exist, uh, I still enjoy the game, and I will continue to play it. And hopefully, they have success with it. And yeah. And then eventually get to make Titanfall 3.
0: Yeah, maybe after this, which is my next news point. The EA COO was. I I don't know what happened today, if it was an earnings call or what, but he revealed that the launch window for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is this fall. Ah, yes. And that is the. Also made by Respawn. Yeah, the game that Respawn is working on. And he also talked about a new Plants vs. Zombies and Need for Speed title without going into specifics. Yeah. So EA sounds like they're going to have a pretty nice little E3 with with all those announcements that yep. will inevitably
1: be coming.
0: Yeah. I still don't know how Jedi Fallen Order is coming out this fall when...
1: We know nothing about it. We have seen we, nothing about it.
0: Yeah, there's... It's... It seems like it's very up in the air still, but um I'll believe it when I see it really.
1: Hopefully it's good. I mean Respawn is is a good um they're a good team. They make good games. So I imagine if the game does eventually come out and not get canceled like all the other EA Star Wars games that it'll be good. Uh So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll believe that game when I see it.
0: Yeah. So let's Let's keep the uh, battle royale esque news going, and the next one is that Epic is allowing developers to license the voice chat software, um, uh in Fortnite yeah, on the for, Switch
1: or other Switch stuff,
0: so that you can actually you know use the Switch to use the voice chat uh, instead of your phone.
1: Yeah, hopefully, so, I hope I. I have to imagine that developer would see this and be like, "Oh, thank you." Um, so hopefully, other people use it.
0: Well, yeah, I imagine everyone will, except for Nintendo. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't think they will. I think they're going to stick to the Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Uh, phone who system.
1: Who knows what they're what the heck they're doing with that? Um, yeah. They have. They just they just announced that. Um, Super Mario Bros. 2 and some other game are coming to the Nintendo entertain, NES Online. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Nintendo's plan with their online is it remains a mystery. Yep,
0: and uh, I mean it probably will be even more of a mystery until E3 time.
1: Yeah, I mean I feel like we said that we've said that many times. We said that last E3. We said it before. Uh, it, it launched, and we've got no, nothing. I don't know. I'm, st- I, I, I'll, I'll never expect Nintendo to create a sufficient online service. Uh, yeah, just because they have proven every other time that it won't work, and they seem to not be able to grasp the basic idea of what people want from an online platform. Uh, but you know, whatever. At least it's only like five dollars. Yeah, I still haven't even paid for that, by the way. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't have it. <laughs> um, uh, this is one thing we talked. Uh, we didn't bring up. I uh, so last last week we talked about uh, how Piranha Plant came to switch, uh, and I did finally play a little bit of it. Um, but the thing, I didn't play a lot because my free trial of NES Online had run out, and so I couldn't play it online. And so it was just like, well, whatever. Uh, but yeah, they have not. They have yet to convince me to purchase that yet. I said get twice in that sentence, but point remains. Yeah.
0: Um. Let's see. The only other news I really have is, uh, and it, the reason it's on my radar necessarily, is that there's a big Halo con of sorts that's starting a tour in July. Yeah. And it's starting in Orlando. And I think... I'm going to try to get Seth to go with me cuz we both love Halo and it looks really neat actually.
1: Yeah, it looked crazy. Um, um it's it's
0: going to Orlando, Philadelphia, Chicago, Houston, and Anaheim. And yeah, yeah. it's got a lot of stuff
1: like an a, an escape room. Yeah, which them. we love
0: escape rooms.
1: There's like a, yeah. a you could go on a tour a a life-size Halo ring. Yeah, or something
0: and laser tag, like they call it yeah. big team battle because it's 20 on 20. Oh man, which is great!
1: Oh, I hope they get, <laughs> I hope you can use a needler.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. Um, and can yeah, you imagine I,
1: really... I have to think if they did that, it would be super successful. Like they somehow managed to do a laser tag with all the, the different Halo weapons.
0: Yeah, that would be way too cool. <laughs> I I definitely, if we go, I'm gonna bring a bunch of stickers for Suplex. So, um, if you plan on going, yeah, exactly. Uh, If you're if you plan on going to that, let us know, and we will give you a sticker or something. It'll be fun. Um, And yeah, that's that's all I have for news because I, like I said, my my world has revolved around Kingdom Hearts lately, and there there didn't seem to be much news. (laughs) Well, I have some
1: things. So all right. Um, all right, I'm here. We talked about the, the uh, Ubisoft finally officially announced the Assassin's Creed Three Remaster. That also uh, contains what was that thing Liberation, um, and it's kind of mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's launching in March for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. No, uh, you'll notice there's no word of Nintendo Switch there, which is kind of how we first talked about this, but um, some of the things I've seen on Twitter from people who would know these things say, well, we all know that Switch gets third-party games later. So I I think it's still, would still expect that to uh, be coming out on Switch eventually. Um, Who knows what it would sell like. Uh, But yeah, Assassin's Creed 3 coming back. I, so this is a thought that I had. What do you think, I don't know, like, how much work they, they went into changing this, but what do you think are the odds that they... First of all, I don't remember if Alexander Hamilton is in the game, but if he is, what do you think the odds are that they change his model to look like Lin-Manuel Miranda?
0: <laughs> it's probably a 0%. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. it would be best if they did that. I
1: think it would be that would have been hilarious. Uh, I mean, I'm with you. They, yeah, you're right. They probably didn't. Um, one other thing... Uh I don't know if you heard this. But this happened last week. Uh in France, a teenager uh was arrested because he went to buy a PS4. But instead of paying the sticker price for it, he went to the uh the um the fruit section of the supermarket he was at and weighed the console and and said, "Bought the PS4 by weight instead of the actual price. Uh, And it was... It was roughly $10. (laughs) Uh, And he did that. And then he sold the console for like 100 euros. Um, And then he tried to do it again like the next day, which is how he got caught and arrested. Um, But that was... I just thought that was hilarious. And... something that i wish i had thought of
0: so uh, wow i mean that's a loophole
1: yeah it's I, I i have to imagine it's not it's not legal but it's also it's not like he's not paying for it
0: yeah i i don't know how to feel about that <laughs> besides besides that it's hilarious uh, yeah besides that's hilarious i don't feel Gosh. <laughs> Just I don't know. I I can't even imagine the thought process of how they even thought to do that in the first place. Because yeah. I would have never thought of that.
1: Yep. People out there, man. They know how to hu- they know wild. how to hustle.
0: It reminds me of those like fake coupons that you would see on like uh Reddit's and uh other forums online with like a uh, you know Three hundred dollars off a of PS three or yeah. something like that. The, the the old fake coupon days.
1: I remember one time someone like created a listing for like a PS four for like forty dollars on Walmart's website or something, and then they went and made them price match it. Uh Oh yeah. I remember reading about that and that like that day but it was after they had already taken the listing down. And I was like, dadgummit, that was my chance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Instead, you bought Chris's.
1: Yep. I so. got it. I got one eventually.
0: Man, that kid is bold. Bold move, kid.
1: Yeah. We should we should try and get him on the podcast, even though he's French. Yeah. Probably, probably it wouldn't understand this. us.
0: Sticking it to capitalism. Yeah.
1: But anyway, the final piece of news that I have is kind of weird. Um... Don't really know what to make of it, but a uh, session application submitted by Xbox for uh, the Game Developers Conference 2019, which takes place next month. The session is titled, Xbox Live, Growing and Engaging Your Gaming Community Across iOS, Android, Switch, Xbox, and PC. Um, apparently, okay. Microsoft is expanding Xbox Live to Android to iOS, and to the Nintendo Switch. Um, Okay. So, what the heck is going on here, David? What could this possibly be?
0: The only thing I can think of, and I don't know why anyone would want to do this, but the only thing I can think of is that you would have the xbox you would have it to where you logged in on xbox live and you would be you would have access to your friends list across all of those platforms Mm -hmm. and it would tell other people what you're playing so like when i'm on xbox now and one of my friends is on their pc and they're signed into the xbox app It'll tell me they're like playing League of Legends or World of Warcraft, right, or something like that.
1: That's true. Yeah, I have seen that.
0: So, but I don't know why you would care to do that. Still, yeah, it's weird that it's unless, just it's strange. Unless Microsoft is also trying to add achievements, achievements to stuff like that. That's that. Yeah, that's where i was going next. Unless, like, they're partnering. And trying to add achievements to more than just their own games. Um, which would be interesting, because Nintendo's never really gone that route.
1: Yeah, I mean, some games have had, like, an in-game achievement system. Um, but yeah, there's never been formal, like, achievements or trophies for any N- Nintendo games. Um, I've seen, so some of the stuff I've read, there are actually Nintendo games which have Xbox Live in them. Like, stuff like Minecraft. um more right. cross-platform games that you can connect your Xbox Live account in, and so one of the things Rocket I read leak. is that is that maybe like that would be the extent of the use. It's like four games that uh, are already connected to Xbox Live, um, just for you to be able to do that in. But I don't, I don't, I can't imagine that Microsoft would be putting that on here for this. It's also confusing that iOS and Android are included in this because they both have Xbox apps. That basic that have pretty much all of the features of um, Xbox, like the chat pro the chat platform, um, and I think they even have rudimentary access to the Microsoft Store. Um, so I can it's hard to think why they would announce that as something that's happening unless like they are doing aiming for like a deeper integration um, into like achievements and and integrating those games Which... into it like which would make
0: sense. Yeah, but it's especially because they've built relationships across all these platforms because of Fortnite, yeah, and Rocket League and Minecraft. And Minecraft that they now have realized the maybe possible need for a sustainable environment across all those to bring them together because it is a real pain in the neck to try to play with your Xbox friends on the Switch in Fortnite. Yeah. Because you have to make sure you're Epic friends instead of Xbox friends, and sometimes that's harder to do. Like, it's it's a pain.
1: Yeah, and so it would make sense if that was the aim of it. But I can't... Like, all those games do have their own... Uh, matchmaking system, so I can't imagine that would be why they're putting it on Switch. Like there has to be some kind of deeper plan here. Like I don't imagine like Xbox games are not going to be showing up in the Microsoft Store on on Switch, but it, there's got to be something something that's going on here that is not what we're thinking of. I think, um, and this this brings me to my uh, follow up question: Do you think? We are on the verge of like a full blown partnership between Microsoft and Xbox and Microsoft and Nintendo. Yes. Like an actual um, on paper Uh, uh, cooperative relationship partnership between these two. Uh,
0: So I have had that feeling since not. I have had that feeling not since. They announced that Fortnite was going to be crossplay, but when both of them went in on a marketing campaign together, yeah,
1: that was that was For- that was brand new thing. Uh, when
0: Fortnite was cross crossplay, that was kind of cool, and I figured that was neat. But then when they they made multiple commercials with both logos together, that's when I got the feeling that there's conversations happening that we we don't know about. Yeah. And there's definitely progression. And so...
1: And I would say I there don't... there is mutual benefit to be had. Well, I feel like the stuff I think is more benefit on Nintendo's end. Basically, they have access to these uh, people who know how to make an online uh, pr- uh, platform. Uh, I, I I can't imagine the extent to which this would go. Uh, because I, I, I have a hard time picturing Nintendo IP on Microsoft platform. Um... But I, I could see Nintendo continuing to... Or Microsoft continuing to publish their own games on Nintendo.
0: So, yes. That's where I was going next. Is Microsoft is... I mean, you hear about it in the news cycle every once in a while. The the articles kind of get buried in a way. um, Because people don't take it seriously. But Microsoft, just like EA, is really looking for a streaming like a streaming-only future of games. Yeah. And so the Switch is already experimenting with that in Japan with Resident Evil 7 and Assassin's Creed uh, or whatever the newest one Odyssey. Is. Odyssey. They're already experimenting with that in Japan where the internet is better. And I think that what we could eventually see is... Some sort of Microsoft like Game Pass because Game Pass is coming to PC, mm-hmm. it's already on Xbox. I mean, we could see some sort of Game Pass on Switch,
1: yeah, like the streaming the games on it.
0: Yes, that's that's where I think we're heading. I don't think we're going to see Nintendo IPs on Microsoft platforms, right. but I think we are going to see the like Nintendo allowing Microsoft to put some of their stuff on switches to make it more appealing to maybe hardcore audiences that aren't buying the switch yet, which is weird to say because a lot of people are buying the switch. But um, if you can, you know, get people to see that call of duty or something is going to be on it as stupid as that is a bunch of people are going to buy that.
1: Well, I don't know about that. Call of Duty is not a Microsoft game.
0: Well, yeah, but it could still be on game pass. Like the, the relationship is there with game pass. And I suppose. And Microsoft. Maybe. But even like, you know, just anything else like crackdown three or, you know, any, anything like that. Yeah.
1: We'll see. Um, I think that's probably further off in the distance. Um, but I think something is definitely happening here, and I can only hope it leads to more banjo kazooie on Nintendo.
0: Amen. That's that's what that's the announcement I'm looking for. Yeah. As some more banjo yeah, and quality yeah. banjo. Yep. Not nuts and bolts banjo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean nuts and bolts. It has its quirks, but <laughs> true. We want the. But anyway, I, I digress.
0: So. Thank you for listening to us uh, rant and ramble about theoretical things as well as things we've also played uh, this week. And we hope you enjoyed it and that you will share it with your friends and, you know, let them know about this little gaming podcast you listen to. We'll be doing a giveaway with the spoiler episode and uh, like if you share it and stuff that'll be detailed in the next episode. And we appreciate you listening as always. Yep. So, with that, goodbye. No, thank
1: you. <laughs> goodbye. It's, yep.